This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Stop putting your online data at risk. Get protected at expressvpn.com slash inside. Welcome to the podcast. It is the Inside Gaming Podcast, where we talk all about video games. Got a lot to talk about this week, but let's do the intros first. I'm Brian, your host. I'm Zach Niblick. What's up? It's me, Evan Campbell, at Darth Rito on Twitter. I'm excited today. We got Avengers content, which is whatever. Uh, IO's making a Hitman game, or sorry, IO's making a James Bond game, and there was <laughs> Cyberpunk content released earlier today, so it's been We have fun. Avengers content? Yeah, what, what, the, the new Hawkeye stuff. They just, like, dropped a bunch of videos Oh, about I didn't know about that. Kate Bishop, so uh, we'll see. Nice. We'll see how um, it goes. Still continues yeah. to be a dumpster fire over there, but... And we have Zach here on the pod for the first time in forever. So. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, Zach and Spoons. We're a package deal. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I I realized I haven't been on in in months. Like I I think it was like towards the start of quarantine. I was definitely living in my old place. So this is it's nice to be back. You mentioned that when we were getting ready, and I immediately felt awkward because I was like, "Oh, he's right. Shit." Uh, oh, it's okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's all. It actually. It actually kind of uh, works out because I I have a a biweekly meeting that is uh, right at the end of when this podcast records. Okay. So like back when I would be on it more regularly, it would be like this weird dance between is it one of the weeks where I have that meeting, yeah. and if yeah. not, can I like switch it around? Right. <laughs> yeah. We certainly talked about it before, and yeah, just like the the alternating schedules and things just get wild, and it's like Zach, you want to come on this week, and he's. Like, and, you know, <laughs> and I'm happy all, to be here, though. Yes, and we're all like back. working on our holiday stories and stuff to record. So it's like everybody has like a million things going on. It's it's busy. time. This is always a busy time of year. Like if you're in any kind of news related business, because we're we're trying to stockpile, you know, our evergreen stories to run over the holidays so we can take a little break. But yeah, it's it's a lot of work in, in November. November is always sort of a crazy month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, news. Uh, yeah, did y'all see the cyberpunk uh, footage that was out? Yeah, I caught some of it this morning. And, and I, I guess, I don't know, like I'm so ready for that game to be out. And obviously, yes. you know, if things were any kind of normal that would have been out months ago. Um, and then again with the more recent delay. So it's, I'm excited. Like I'm still excited for that game. And obviously yeah. there's some problems and it's problematic. There's some narrative issues and in, in like lore building and stuff. But it seems like they're trying to address that stuff to the extent that they can uh but yeah the new stuff looks look the new footage is awesome uh it, it i guess i don't have a next gen obviously uh console yet but um i'm gonna play it i think the best option is the xbox one x uh that i've that i've got i briefly thought about trying it on google stadia but then I felt like if it sucks or like the gameplay, you know, if if the lag or whatever sucks, I don't want to have to buy it again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like, I don't want to pay like 60 endeavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to pay 60 bucks twice for a game. So I, I snagged it on Amazon uh, a while back. So hopefully it'll get get to me the day of or, or a day after. I don't know. Yeah, and I I mean, I guess they run the risk, like with the gameplay stuff, they're exposing more of like what you're actually doing in the story. And, and, yes. and if you're at the point where you're like, I know some people are just going to block that stuff out because you don't want to get spoiled. So Right, right. Yeah, I'm always like, I don't know, it's just a trailer. So whatever, I guess we could talk about, about whatever. It just, it, I, I may like, do you think it's going to come out? Like, do you think it's going to come out? <laughs> Yeah. December 10th, because I think I got a, a note on my phone. Was it today? We're recording this on Thursday. Was it today, the day it was supposed to come out? Yeah. Yeah, uh, today was the yeah. old yeah, the release 19th. date. I'm, I got to uh, imagine that, I, like... That made me sad when I got that alert on my phone. I cannot see <laughs> this game getting pushed back again. I can't, I, like... I don't, I, I, I don't yeah. recall... I don't recall any modern game having this like much of a moving target for for a release date, yeah, and that's not yeah. to say that's not to like shit on CD Projekt Red at all. No, like, especially given the circumstances, it's just like I can't. I I personally I will be shocked if this release date moves again, just because I don't. Yeah. I cannot think of a time where a studio has had to deal with the optics of moving a game yet another time. Yeah, especially like, one like this. Rockstar games get delayed. It it, it happens. I remember Red Dead Two got re, uh, delayed. Yeah. Uh, this this stuff happens. 
it just seems to it it's it's just happened. It feels like so many times with cyberpunk. Yeah, that yellow um, station area is definitely a meme. Like it's there, there's yes. another studio oh, yes. that's achieved yes. that status. And maybe it's it's like just a testament to the branding of like how good that is. But I it think, is a very strong color, and it's yeah. a cool. The branding has been like the branding and the logo work and stuff they've done has been very cool. Um, but they yeah. did a lot of market research to determine that that shade of yellow. They're like, <laughs> they're like, okay, we just we just wrapped up The Witcher Three, and they're like sitting like, what's next? I'm like, mm. all right, hear me out. This shade of yellow, yes. and like he just clicks the PowerPoint button. It's just an entire full screen of that shade of yellow. <laughs> Everyone's like, eyes start bleeding. Let's build a so game bright. around this. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do you remember a game that has ever used that shade of yellow? Because you know a lot of games or, or companies you will have sort of a trademark color like that, and that's definitely it for Cyberpunk. I, I've never seen them use yellow like that. Well, maybe, Prey, maybe I think Prey had uh, that early, the okay. bad one, the not great one. I feel like okay. had that one. I the original like Prey. Couple of games yeah. that that have done that. I, I think maybe Deus Ex comes close with that gold color. Like I really like yep. that. That was yep. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like in terms of color branding, like other than I am sure like a lot of games obviously use like a specific color, but nothing like stands out as much as that. Or like the Fortnite colors are like super vibrant which now like fall guys uses like a similar palette and i feel like those are on brand but yeah that yellow i'm trying to think if there's any other game because like wario yeah, it, it's i guess int- i don't know that's a good <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> about yeah, deus ex because cyberpunk is a little deus exy yes, i mean there's sure. there's yeah there, there's some uh, crossover there so it's interesting that yeah there would be some kind of a similar uh, uh color color scheme at least but yeah i you know i think about like the the console companies and like nintendo's red playstation's mm-hmm. been blue forever xbox sure. has been green yeah. from nintendo only recently seemed to have picked up red i don't know or maybe i'm just uh yeah no it feels I mean, like well, with the, the nintendo switch directs, they really I think, sort of i don't know sure yeah eh, i feel like yes yeah, so ever since they've been doing nintendo directs that they kind of Hit red. But yeah, the Switch presentation was really red, that first one. Yeah. Like, it was like a huge red curtain that they were presenting behind. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and all the the snap, when the snap logo would come down. It yeah. Was like, anyway, we're, we're <laughs> off topic. Not that we should, not yeah, that there really is a topic. <laughs> gaming news. Let's talk about color palettes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The color palette episode. But, uh, anyway, that's going to make a very clickable headline yeah. for this podcast. Let's talk about <laughs> colors. Uh, the, the, the new Cyberpunk trailer is lengthy. It's long. You should watch it. It's good. There's there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's like digital brains. Uh, there's a lot. There's like a lot more like city and world building in it. There's a lot of people, you know, just all kind of over like throughout in different shots. And it's hard to tell like how much of that is gameplay and how much of that is cutscene stuff. But it definitely feels like a more lived in world than like, I mean, Witcher yeah. did have a lot of NPCs too, but th- this is like feels like it's a little bit on a different level. I feel like I haven't seen Oh, that. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Um, do you, I, I agree with you, Evan, like I can't see them delaying it again, but by the same token, I kind of can. Like <laughs> it, it seems like it would be insane for them to do it, but I, I, I'm just worried in the next week or so we're going to get another yellow tweet from, from the account. Yeah, sure. It's Murphy's Some Law or news. something. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it's in, like at this point it's inevitable. Like a lot of people are just – when it comes out, it, I'm not going to believe it until it's like on my console of choice and I'm yeah. playing it. Yeah. Um, we have had a lot of news this week uh, about the next-gen consoles. They're starting to – obviously, was it last week? Yeah, it was the big release week. Um, and so now they're in some people's homes, people who are lucky enough to get them. Um, and uh, the, the PS5 has had some some issues, some some big uh, the UI has had a, uh, issues with like downloading games. People get stuck in an error loop. Uh, rest mode has been a problem. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think of the Series X hasn't had as many issues, I feel like. But do do y'all feel like this is just normal stuff, like normal launch console stuff, or are there are there troubling signs? Well, go ahead, Zach. I have a take, but I'm interested. To no, see no, what... please, please go ahead. So yeah, I have like a couple of friends who've gotten PS5s and yeah, and like that that secondhand or firsthand like information. Like yeah, th- there is like a certain amount of bugginess to it. Oh, sorry. The Series X is having disc, disc issues. Uh, that's a <laughs> yeah. huge. I almost said uh, another issue, but um, no, I didn't. Wait, it's I didn't okay. Mean... It's been a while. I've had too much to drink. It was <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> I went blank. I'm sorry. No, that that's uh, yeah. There's uh, 
potentially a big problem. Yeah. So, so I've talked to like different friends who've had PS5s and they're like, yeah, it's, it's like shut down on me like a couple of times or, or mm-hmm. like locked up and it's been weird in that way. And, and I asked them the same thing. Uh, other people have been in the industry for a while. Um, and, and yeah, it does seem to be a little bit buggy, but I'm always curious to know like how much of that is actual hardware and how much of that can be fixed and patched out yes. with software. And that's, that's right. That stuff is coming, right? And, and, I, and I also wonder about people who are waiting still to get their consoles if uh, that stuff's already manufactured without those those patches in there. And uh, if they're going to patch it out before like a next big wave of, of those consoles comes, it might be too hard, right? Because those, those consoles might already be boxed up on a crate, like in a plane or on a boat somewhere, like right. coming overseas. Uh, but yeah, and the Xbox stuff is troubling. Uh, I think a good thing to know, especially note that- if it's hardware-y, you know, if yes. it's something with the drive itself, yeah, that can't that you can't because the a lot of the UI stuff you can patch that you can you can fix it. But in, yeah, but. in terms of moving parts inside of both of these boxes, there is not a lot. I mean, we're working with SSDs now. There's nothing spinning around in there other than like the disk drive and the fans. Right? That's true. So like, yeah, or there's off. the team of of small men in overalls uh, pulling all the levers and switches. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> your drive clicks when you try to put a disc in. That fart noise is real good. I, yeah, that one makes me yeah. laugh every time. The uh, I, fe- I felt so bad for that guy with the Series S, and he was it was like making all these weird sounds, and he was just like brand new console. Yeah, brand new like, console. Like he just seemed so defeated. Like I totally got it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I also have, do not have, uh, a next gen yet. Um, but I've been playing a lot of, uh, cold war with, with, um, mm-hmm. some friends who do have it. Um, actually more, more in the group of people I play cod with regularly, like more have it than don't at this point. Um, and the only, the main issue that they've been, uh, facing that has directly impacted like our gameplay yeah. sessions is the way that PlayStation 5's lobby like party system has mm-hmm. been working like it's been really finicky off the off the cuff where like mm-hmm. um granted it's awesome that it works it does work it's cool to be able to do PlayStation chat between PS4s and PS like yeah. I have a launch PS4 other people are playing on like PS4 Pro they've got PS5s it's a little finicky and like certain certain people won't show up in in certain other people's lobbies so like you'll have to have this weird kind of like phone tag of people inviting each other first and then um, trying to like make sure that it works. But like to be that, that's like the main issue that I've see, witnessed firsthand. Uh, and if that to me, that's pretty minor for a console launch. Like yeah, the fact yeah. that with just some, you know, some canoodling it, it works eventually. Right. It's not some like <laughs> hardware breaking thing. Yeah. Um, which do you, Zach, which one do you want? Are you getting both? Do you have a preference? What? What? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, pretty much only interested in the PS5 at this point, just yeah. because I, uh, like the whole, the whole conceit with the Series X is basically that it's like the best gaming PC yes. that you can get for that price. But right. like, I already have a pretty beefy rig. Um, right. And I, and I, and I have Game Pass Ultimate. So like, I'll, yeah. a lot, I mean, most of like the things that I would really want to play on Xbox, I have the ability to play on PC. Whereas like PlayStation for me, it's still all about the, about the exclusives. Yeah. Um, and that's really kind of just it. It's as, as simple as the exclusives. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Especially oh, that, that and also a... the fat check I get from Sony. Uh, Hell yeah. To, to keep this rhetoric up on this channel. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> If only um, we'd all be getting camera upgrades, it would be, it would be all right. It, it is funny because uh, yeah. it's like not rocket science. Science as, as far as Sony's doing it, they just pump out good exclusives every generation and and make you come to them. But it, the hard part is making those good exclusives. Yeah, guess, but the the philosophy is is very simple. Well, it's 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 like it's it's not just like you can decide to do that in a year and turn it around. Right. right? You need right. to build the ecosystem and I think that's what we see a lot of Xbox yeah. and Microsoft doing now is building an ecosystem where you can turn around multiple exclusives a year. If it takes 3 yeah. years to make a game, that means you need uh, you know, three different sets of studios to turn out uh to turn out those two games every year or something if you want two exclusives a year. You need to offset them by the that so that you're releasing new exclusives each year, right? So each studio has to be done at a certain time and then ramp up production on the next game. And that's something that totally. they've executed over the generation of the PS4. And sometimes yeah. it's hit or miss. Like uh, I feel like the the Days Gone year that we had and the, <laughs> there was like one other exclusive uh, that wasn't wasn't too hot. Like 
it, it wasn't a great year, but then the following year you got like Spider-Man and like God of War or whatever. So it's right. It's like, yeah, it, building that ecosystem, I think sometimes the way the cards fall and if games get delayed or whatever, that's really, really hard to do, which is why like I'm having more faith in Xbox's ability to do that with like 13 or 14 different studios they've bought up. They can now offset production of exclusive titles or at least, you know, Xbox produced titles, reasons to own Game Pass, reasons to own the Xbox or, uh, you know, Windows PC. And release it, those games like staggered so that you constantly have like new stuff to try out. And, and you're right. It's kind of like, it, it, yeah, getting a pipeline going. It reminds me of like when cities are like, we got to do something about this traffic congestion. Oh, yeah. So we're either going to build more highways or, or or build, you know, mass transit and all that. But it, it all kind of operates 10, 20 years into the future because you can't do any of that stuff overnight. Right. So it's, yeah, you're, you're sort of doing it for almost like the next generation um, of people. I, I do feel like with, with Microsoft, uh, man, they, yeah, they don't have the exclusives now, but they're going to have some crazy, yeah, <laughs> crazy exclusives the coming The end up. of the new generation is going to be wild. Like the end of this generation, I feel like is pretty epic like we got so many awesome games at the end of this generation yeah, and that generally right. happens ps3 that happened ps2 that definitely mm -hmm. happened yeah uh, mm -hmm. so it's it's gonna be wild the end of this generation i know that's like eight years from now or whatever but i'm still excited about it i think no, even like it, a year or two years from now will be pretty exciting too it, it does the yeah, the end of a generation is always fun because yeah people have figured out it seems like how to develop for for the consoles and the games are always feel they feel like better optimized i don't know um, so yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like it's, their stuff is going to be crazy. And speaking of, yeah, Bethesda, they, uh, they said, uh, or it was, uh, Microsoft, an executive there said they want their game Bethesda games to be first or best on Xbox. So it sounds like maybe they'll still be multi-plats, but maybe it's like a timed exclusive, you know, coming first. I, I don't know. That's what I'm yeah, betting my, on. Go ahead. My, my guess will be a combination between yeah, timed exclusives. And then I think that like, like Microsoft got, uh, it, it'll, it'll look kind of like how Microsoft handled, uh, like call of duty, for instance, back in, back in like the 360 generation where all of the marketing would be like, play it now on Xbox 360. Yeah. Like it was also on PlayStation, but like in, in right. terms of, like the public mind share that was like an Xbox 360 game, um, and and Activision and and Microsoft had very yeah. specific deals inked so that it, the promotion of that game leaned right. more into Microsoft's console. So like, I feel like a combination of that timed exclusives and then now obviously some sort some sort of like exclusive uh, DLC thing. Like mm -hmm. I can't imagine mm -hmm. they'll they'll do some something crazy. But it's like oh, you get the special sword. It's a green sword on <laughs> on Bethesda's yeah. Elder Scrolls Six on <laughs> yeah. Xbox. And and also not to mention the fact that like I I think this this quote specifically that you're that you're highlighting puts puts to bed any fears people have had about having to get an Xbox to play the next Bethesda games because like we are, we were saying this like when this news first dropped like in no world is Microsoft going to only put Bethesda games only on Microsoft platforms? Because like that is just leaving so much money on the table yeah, and at the it, end of the day. Right. And if yeah, you're their studio, they want you, if, if, yeah. if Bethesda is your studio, you want them making as much money as possible. I get that you want to sell Xboxes, but yeah, I don't know. You put it on game pass and people can play it on PC. Yeah. And then, but yeah, to leave the PS5 out would would seem pretty insane. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the important stats to like think about when you think about what Zach's saying in terms of because I see a lot of this and a lot of people are saying you like whenever we talk about it, people are like you guys are crazy. They wouldn't just spend seven billion dollars to not have exclusives to lock this stuff up. But when you think about it in terms of how Microsoft is approaching the next generation, they got their lunch handed to them. I mean, almost twice as many yes. PS4s out there in the world than Xbox. Yes. Was. That's, that's right. such a much larger install base to sell your software. And that's yes. where, honestly, a lot of these game companies and, and even hardware manufacturers make money. That's why Nintendo produces their own. They have their own. They're the first ones to it, right? Like they have had their own first party exclusives forever because that's what works. That's what helps them sell consoles. You buy the. That's why you buy a Nintendo. Yes. That's why you buy a Nintendo console. Yeah. You buy yeah, it for Mario. Absolutely. You buy it for Zelda or Metroid, F-Zero, which has been, you know, forever. I'm still waiting for the next F-Zero. But it's millions, it's like, it's millions of consoles, it's millions of users that will buy that game. Generally, hardware is manufactured at a loss, right? Uh, even Nintendo at some point had no. to stop making a profit yeah. on, on their consoles that they were selling. Um, and it's like almost one-to-one. -one. Where they make that money is the attachment rate. 
when you get uh, when you buy that Xbox or PS5 and you buy a game with it. That's where they're actually you know seeing right. good profits. That's how you, you've that's how they've made money since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and now they want a subscription with it. You know, that get you on PS Plus, get you on Game Pass, all that. Yeah. So the ability to send sell like 10 million more copies of of Elder Scrolls or whatever is going to be so much more than like even like a million Xboxes. And yeah, I know I, I see the argument for like, okay, will you get them in the ecosystem? That they're they're creating a situation where they can bridge the gap, right? It's like a Trojan right. horse. It's like, oh, That's you, right. you want to play Elder Scrolls Six? You can play it on your your PlayStation. But if you were to play it on Xbox, you would have gotten it first. You would have gotten it six months early. You could have been playing right. this already. Or and that, could, that's yeah. that's saying something. That's what that, that's what Epic was doing with the Epic Game Store. Yes. those those six month mm-hmm. ex- exclusivity deals. Yeah, yeah, and people um, didn't like it, right? Like they don't like the exclusive nature. Like Epic's the Epic's Game Store still has like the stigma to it, right? Of like, how dare you? Even right. though Steam right. kind of can do the same thing at times, or developers can do the same thing in different platforms. But yeah, it's. It's wild to me that they wouldn't do that, like at some point, right? I, I don't think it, it's day and date, right? Like probably you don't get a PS5 and a, a PS5 copy and like a Xbox Series X copy of a new Bethesda game day and date. But I don't know, like I, I, I look at what Even if done. it was a month, a yeah. month early, that Even would be a, a lot. Yeah. Because you'd have to listen to everybody else. Look you know? at the, yeah, their approach to Minecraft, their approach to Fortnite. They were the first to do uh you know cross-gen or to to push for cross-gen. And and they, I know the argument around that is like, yeah, they're losing, so they want all the features they can possibly have to one up right. PlayStation. But like that's not gonna make up the difference between like the extra 50 million uh PlayStation 4s that were already out there in the world, right? Like it's it's a whole different approach to how they're doing the next generation. It's more, yes. you know, as we continue to say, like more systems driven, more service driven. And that's where they want to get that money. They want that monthly spend, that monthly subscription from you. And like putting their games on other platforms is a way to to get there. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see xCloud or whatever on the Switch. Also, if those games are coming day and date to Game Pass for free, I mean, free if you have Mm. Game Pass, that's a crazy deal. Like that's that's pretty friggin good. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Speaking of uh, well, I don't know what that transition was. Speaking of games, (laughs) let's talk more about them. Here's some more video game news. Uh, No, I wanted to talk about the video game awards. They put out the nominees. Yes, Uh, it's going to be announced, uh, I believe, December 10th. Um, but game of the year, I, I'm wondering if you feel like any got left out, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Final Fantasy seven remake, Animal Crossing, Last of Us part two and Doom Eternal. Hmm. Well, I know a lot of people were, were upset about Half-Life Alex not being, uh, in the game I can of the year see running. that. Yeah, I can see that. Not, I can, I, it, to me, it makes sense that it's not in the running for like a game of the year, specifically with an award show like the Game Awards. Like, despite the fact that the Game Awards co- continually tries to position themselves like they're the, the Oscars of the, mm-hmm. of the gaming world, well, they they're, are they're, kind of. I mean, they, they like, are, but they're not like they're not yet like the game, like it is just to, to me, it still is a very like the Game Awards to me are a very kind of like optics driven surface level you know like it's still it's still de- like they've they've done a lot dna wise to get it away from like the spike game awards thing where it's like sure. all right now mountain dew presents the best shooter but like it's 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 for me like half-life alex despite that game being absolutely incredible it doesn't have like the ability like the like the the wide install base the wide majority of people are not able to play it as it is right now and like the game awards are still so like pop music i guess almost of the games industry at this point Ooh, that like mainstream. it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that a game that's like as diff that not as difficult to play but like is not readily available to play as half-life alex is not immediately if on it, that docket if it wasn't vr if it was just a pc game it absolutely would be up there in game of the year i feel like i i feel like there's just no way it wouldn't given that it's a new half-life game from valve it seems like the reviews have been good. I, I don't know. I, th- I think the fact that it was VR only, and I understand why Steam uh, Valve did it, but I, I, I feel like if, yeah, if it was a wider release, I think it would uh, at least be a, a stronger contender. Yeah, I think well, it- and, and to be clear, it's it wouldn't, I mean, that Half-Life Alex, you know, can't exist not in VR. If it's not, if that game wasn't in VR, it would be a completely different experience. Yeah, it would be a very that's right. passable that's right. Uh, FPS, story-driven FPS, but like, as a as a like VR experiment, um, 
Half-Life Alex is a, is a technological landmark and just like absolutely like a, a thing worth experiencing. But yes. I, on, uh, my point is I understand right. why that as a package is not packaged in alongside the like Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing. You know, it's like not that top 40 hits of the 2020 game year, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead, Evan. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say like it, it, pro- it definitely walks away with like the best VR category. I feel like that's a game that almost. It, oh, yeah. Not to be disrespectful to VR games, but it almost creates the category, right? Like you, you have yeah. to recognize it in some way. And because and, Beat Saber has been out for a while and there's other good, strong VR games. But the amount of people that are paying attention to that space, I feel like has diminished, even though like VR is now on the rise with like Oculus Quest 2 and things like that. I think that even if it was in the running, do you see it overshooting these other games? And obviously, us all big emission since Cyberpunk got delayed. It's not in contention this year. Like it's it's out. Like because it's not even out yet. The awards happen on December tenth, I believe. Um, so it's not enough time for people to have like played through that game and experienced it. So you'll see it next year, I guess. It's just also weird. But that having Half Life, Alex, I can kind of see it. It's like, uh, I mean, maybe it should be included, but is it just like a? Uh, um, is it like out, out of I know that game is great. I like I know the experience is, is one of a kind, but is it almost like a, a pity spot? Does it take these other spots based on like how the judges are going to is it going to take number one? Right. Based on how judges vote on game awards. I so, don't know. Somebody brought up the point of like maybe not enough people played it. Yeah. Maybe not enough of the judges totally. or, or the people nominating them because they didn't have VR. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. That's that. that I, is I think that's a huge part that's of my fair. point. Yeah. yeah. Is that it's not, it's not, it is not readily available right. for enough right. people to play. And it's also like that being said, the, the, the best, uh, the game of the, Oh my God, the game of the year nominees right now, I think are like pretty solid. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. really, I think the bigger thing here is that it's fantastic that Hades uh, got a nod for best for game of the year because like, that is a uh, decidedly well. I guess as indie as Supergiant can be, that is uh, let's for the sake of argument call it an indie game. Like yeah. that is an that is an indie game standing amongst titans, um, and yes. it is and it is if for me personally, that's my choice of game of the year. Like that me is, too. Yeah. It's yeah. It it, it uh, I think it's um, I, I'm sure the budget of Hades was a fraction of of what these others were and and so i think anytime you can it's like an indie movie getting nominated with titanic for the oscars or something so yeah any (laughs) anytime they can uh, punch above the their weight or anything like that like that's great and yeah yeah, you you can't help but root for it's like an underdog the cool thing about the game awards and the way the judge kind of system works is is you get i think you get like a couple of representatives from different sites and publications and i think like maybe they even include youtubers and influencers at this point um to to vote on things but like what ends up happening with game of the year discussions a lot and i feel like even if uh you know even here if if we did that like the the three of us obviously feel very strongly about hades but like what ends up happening is there's like an average like of a different game where it's like maybe i don't like ghost of tsushima as much but it's someone else's top game and then you combine those averages together and that's kind of how like site game of the years get, get made where it's like People fight for their best games, what they think is the best, but it kind of usually rounds off the edges a little bit, which is why yeah. like the giant bomb into the year game discussions have always been super interesting because you can kind of see that process and how that would happen in like mm-hmm. meeting rooms across the games industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, I wonder if that will happen here. Do we just see like a Ghost of Tsushima walk away because that's the the average thing that everybody played and enjoyed the most? Uh, I, I can kind of say it's almost like a compromise pick or, or it's, yeah. yeah, it's the one, it's like, it might not be everybody's number one, but it's everybody's number two, right? You know, or something exactly. like right. it's, yeah. it's it's hitting for, you know, a, a good average, but maybe not, you know, a, a home run every time. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I don't know. I, I they have done, and we were talking about this the other day. Uh, Patrick Connor and I have uh, the game awards have seemed to come a long way. I, I realize they're you know it's still it's not on the scale of something like the Oscars or whatever, but they've done a good job of it. And and they've sort of mixed in now like announcements and things. I think the among us crew uh, kind of alluded to a new map or something new that they're going to mm, yeah. uh, announce at the game awards. So it's uh, they've got uh, Jeff Keeley's smart and he he's good at kind of getting eyeballs on whatever he does. Yeah. That's the amazing thing is like, I used to work, for Spike, like used to work at Viacom. So I worked on mm-hmm. like Spike All Access and some Game Awards stuff in the past when it was still uh, Spike owned. And to see mm-hmm. someone like Jeff kind of take it 
like make it its own brand. It's not attached yeah. to an organization. It's not like it's not like Dice, which is like right. obviously a very different thing uh, with, with the Game Developer Awards for Dice. Uh, it's not like the um, the GDC E3. awards either, or yeah. like yeah, E3 best of show and stuff. Like he's created his own brand around the game awards, and I think in that yeah. way it does have um, like a strength to it. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's been building over the years, and it's been changing, and it used to be like super cringeworthy. Uh, I mean, even right. in the Spike days, I was like, man, this is bad. Uh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, but but like that's because you had a lot of TV people, a lot of broadcast folks putting their influence on like we have to sell like Mountain Dew, we have to sell Dorito, we have to sell yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're still doing like that type of sponsorship. We gotta sell stuff. snacks to these yeah. games. Best yeah. God of War titties sponsored by <laughs> Doritos 3D. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mountain Dew Code Red presents sweetest explosions. <gasps> Yeah, yeah. And, and I will say, like, working in a place like that, you have to hear that stuff so much. You, you all are lucky at home. You watch it once and you laugh about it. But, like, when yes. it's in the post-production yes. house, you have to hear the – you hear it uh, the, the weeks yes. before it goes live, mm-hmm. all those ad sponsorships. You hear it when it's when you're watching it and, like, making sure everything's not breaking. And then afterwards, right. when you're doing a bunch of posts, cutting out clips and doing things, you just hear it all the time. So, like, right. I'm permanently scarred from, like – Dude, I worked at Machinima. I got a, I definitely got a, ch- a nice chunk of that. Like we, we had a, we had a, a, a room in the corporate office that was, uh, that was called the dorm, and it was like the game room. Uh, but they like the, the like fun police people or whatever that like did all the cool like parties and stuff. They like did decorated it like a college dorm. Um, oh god! So there's like, so it was like Fuck. some Xboxes, some PCs, some bean bags, like some love sacks. But then the walls were covered floor to ceiling every square inch of walls in like those in like the most stereotypical college posters that you would buy like out right. on the quad when that the dude John comes Belushi to college it was sweatshirt. straight yeah. the fuck yeah. up that's exactly what it was there was one <laughs> there was definitely the John Belushi college poster there was a fight club there was yeah. a seven there was the fall there was like a Bob Marley a Jimi Hendrix poster yep. yeah yep, yep yep all of that it was it was incredible there was a there was a why so serious um poster <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yes yes yeah. i hate i hate that like uh sometimes i think it's all right but but that that enforced corporate fun in the in the break room <laughs> it, al- it always rubbed me the wrong way that they were called the fun police here here at rooster teeth that we have culture crew which is right. that is uh, uh, that makes more sense to me yes fun yes. police sounds like an orwellian like force to to enforce not having fun uh-huh. but the fun police were the people responsible for <laughs> promoting fun at machinima so it makes no, i don't know it's it, part of clearly me i'm still <laughs> processing all part of, of me always wants to take it a little bit too far like okay what if i played ping pong for eight hours you know like <laughs> right, <would> somebody yeah. <laughs> say something you know um yeah i don't know uh speaking of uh why well, was speaking of anything why do i do that uh let's talk about next gen consoles uh, a little bit more uh, there are some signs. We got sales numbers from Japan. Uh, could be some shortages. Omnipon. They sold. That's right. In the in the old country, they sold 118,000 PS5s. Uh, but you compare that to the PS4, uh, same time frame when it launched, 322,000. So um, yeah, it feels like I, it just speaks to some sort of a supply issue. Either Sony can't make enough. Or they have, you know, there's there's been some reporting that they're kind of pivoting a little bit away from Japan and and um, focusing more on the U.S., focusing more on other countries. Uh, Microsoft trying, uh, conversely, trying to focus more on Japan, and uh, you know, uh, uh, because they've never had a big presence there with Xbox, so it's kind of interesting to see uh, the the two different strategies there. So wait, let me just clarify this because I always hear numbers and then my brain turns into mush. But it's yeah, it's like 118,000 PS5s were sold yes. in the four days, and then last gen for PS4 it was like 300 and something thousand, right? And then but in the first two days, in yeah, the first two yeah. days, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Xbox has just been both year, both both about launches about the like same, twenty thousand or something like that, right? Yeah, twenty thousand uh, of Series X and Series S versus uh, twenty three thousand Xbox Ones back in the day. So uh, still, still just a fraction. Yeah, yeah. So the first two things that come to mind for me are like, oh, oh shit. Like console sales are, are down overall, right? Obviously because of COVID and supply, like you mentioned, Brian. And then yep. the second thing that comes to mind is like the that for the, both last generation and this generation, there's just going to be less consoles, less Xboxes specifically to buy in Japan, just based yes. on like sales. 
uh, and performance that Microsoft has had there in the past, they're not going to mm-hmm. make as many units to, to sell there if they can't sell them, if they can't push them. Right? They're not so, going to waste them. Yeah, not waste, but yeah, if, if they know it's not a hot market for them. Yeah. It's already like a smaller pool of consoles. So it, it, it's, yes. it's it, you don't know how, it's like based out of what, right? Like the numbers are always fun to kind of like toil over and have these kind of conversations about, but it's also good to think about like, well, how many actual Xboxes were available for sale? Did they sell out of them? Is that right, as many exactly. Xboxes as they had there? Is that a win for them? Is it not? Yes. I think I'm really, really interested to see sales numbers from other countries, other regions, just to see like and and chalk it up. But like, yeah, just looking at Japan, it's like, uh oh, here we go again. It's it might be the same situation. In which case, going back to our other story, Microsoft will definitely want to publish Bethesda games on on PlayStation stuff because they don't they won't have as large of an install base, right? Right. They could right. They could triple their sales basically, or double, yeah, basically triple their sales. Um, yeah, I um, it, it's uh. Right. Did they sell all the Xboxes they allotted to Japan? Like if they had, you know, if they had put in a hundred thousand, allotted a hundred thousand for Japan, would they have sold them all? You know, it's, yeah, it's interesting to think about, but then there's the argument too, that uh, home consoles are just on the decline in Japan. It's, they, they much prefer uh, like the switch is the number one console there or, or, you know, mobile. Uh, So yeah, that's true. Like region preferences too. That, that is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the other, the other thing, uh, uh, speaking of console shortages, uh, there are a number of reports in the U S and Canada of, uh, people trying to sell their consoles and getting robbed, um, like, uh, people going to sell their PS fives, uh, their series X's, whatever. And then just like getting stuck, held at gunpoint, uh, and then their, their console stolen, uh, pistol whipped, uh, in Canada, people are getting like bear sprayed, by like one of them, it, like in Toronto, I think or it was in Toronto or uh, British Columbia. It sounded uh, almost like it was a co- coordinated effort by this group. It was like three yeah. guys. They were bear spraying them, grabbing the thing and getting the hell out of there. Oh my pretty God. scary. Which I is mean, to be clear, the most Canadian way to rob someone. Bear that spray. Exists. Bear spray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I just it, straight out of none of it. It's hard to feel bad for a scalper, but that is like, that's yeah, pretty terrifying. It's too far. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah th- to be clear, there's, so these, sto- we, we talked about this on, on the daily today mm-hmm. or Thursday, yesterday's yeah. daily, Thursday's daily. If you're listening. Yeah. Is that like, a, a, if you are one of these people that are the scalpers that are buying, uh, like hordes of consoles and, and like, the, we, like right. we talked about specifically an example of somebody buying, they showed, they showed like they had like yeah. 20 PS fives and right. then they, they, put the caption for the post was like fuck your feelings right um that is like dog shit and like you're a terrible human being and like you deserve whatever uh however (laughs) there are also like just honest people that are trying to get like a a ps5 through offer up or something like i got my switch back in 2017 through uh like offer up i think or craigslist and like i totally feel terrible for these people that are like just trying to they're like oh yeah i'll pay like 50 extra bucks if somebody's like upcharging or whatever and then i'm gonna get like pistol whipped in a parking lot yeah yeah like, dude this is crazy i've never heard about people like going <sighs> this bat shit over these things well i mean so. you do hear horror stories about like craigslist and things like that and uh but yeah it, it uh i i mean i've sold stuff on yeah, th- on online before i've sold lego sets i've sold you know games uh i've done all kinds of things and yeah it, it, and you are kind of you're always going into a situation where it's obviously you don't know the person and you're, you know, you're meeting in some parking lot or something. And so, yeah, there's always an element of not necessarily danger, but it's definitely uh, you're, you're in an uncertain situation. So, yeah, I feel like one, I don't think there's probably some type of rules or legislation around scalping, but I don't particularly think it's illegal where or like enacting violence on somebody very much is illegal. Like we don't condone <laughs> violence here. Well, yes. Don't do that. Robbery. Is yes. Illegal. yes. Uh, but yeah, it does suck. Like. And for me, I put a little more of the onus on like the console manufacturers and the sellers because they just don't care. Like if they sell their box, they don't care. There's they no reason care. for them to yeah. implement systems to keep people from doing this. And it sucks. Like the we feel like we live in a dystopic future where we're always concerned about data and like what's happening with all our data. But like Sony, Microsoft, please just use my data or player data to stop scalpers from. Yeah, from you're dumping up like, like yeah. weren't all the PS5s just available on Best Buy and Walmart? I mean, like mm. online. And so it's like that's just asking 
for the bots to come in and, 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 you know, scoop them all up. Yeah. And I feel like also talking about past launches when, when, you know, before COVID times, I definitely think there was stories about people getting stabbed over PS4s and stuff like that does come up. I feel like with, with new console launches or somebody getting like jumped in a parking lot or whatever. Absolutely. Yes. Again, like don't do that. It's just video games. Like stop. Uh, it's such a scam, right? Also, uh, uh, yeah, to to steal a console and and to commit a first degree felony—that's uh, <laughs> uh, the dumbest move you can do. Yeah, You're looking at fucking a lot of prison time if you get caught, and hopefully these people do. I mean, you have no business walking around, but yeah, it is. Uh, uh, and, and the retailers too—it's like Walmart and Best Buy. I feel like could implement some sort of you know sure. uh, limits or safeguards, and they clearly don't. Like they don't care yeah. either. They're just yeah. like. We just want well, to I mean, move these even things. even if COVID weren't in the picture, like I, I think we would have seen this year be uh, far far more online sales, far fewer people waiting in line at Best Buy, That's like right. at you know yes. six a.m. or whatever. That's and right. like granted, that sucks because one of my favorite things about console launches historically is with that, those videos of somebody walking out of the Best Buy with their new console, yes. walking past the line of like a thousand people, taking it out of the box and smashing it into the parking oh, no. lot in front of everyone. Um, there's I, a special I, circle in hell reserved for, for people like that, uh, but damn, it is entertaining. I, I also like, it reminds me of like when, when a new Star Wars movie would come out and like people would camp out, you know, to see it in, in, in the, the line. And I remember like when I was a, a, a reporter and just going to talk to those people and it, it, it kind of became a little communal thing. You know, they had their little tents out and everybody was kind of socializing and stuff. And it was, it's kind of this cool organic thing. Yeah. Um, and that's a, uh, I mean, they definitely gone. got a Wii by camping out before, <laughs> and that was an experience. I don't think I would ever do it again. Like, as somebody right. who loves video games, I'm glad I did it once. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the example that you're talking about, Zach, is pure chaos energy. That's so frustrating. And dis- <laughs> if you've never watched videos like that, I highly oh, recommend gosh. it. Just going to watch imagine. people smash it. They, they do it with, with consoles. They do it with iPhones. They do it with, like, any new coveted tech or whatever that you can just – it's – painful to watch but god it's entertaining i've seen a lot of black friday fight videos oh sure always amazing i wonder if that surely they're not going to do that this year that seems like highly oh no black friday is still i see i I saw a a tweet going around uh, today of a dude that that bought a uh walmart like employee vest on ebay um and one of the blue vests yeah he bought it he bought it but it's like got the walmart logo on and he like bought the little name tag or whatever and so he's he's gonna be he's gonna have a uh Real easy Black Friday. Yeah, for real. I, um, uh, oh, we, sorry. Evan, no, I we can only hope. I don't know. that. I'm just yeah. thinking about the logistics of that plan. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to do questions in just a second. But first, guys, let's talk about keeps. As guys, we all know so much of our identity. It's wrapped up in this right here. Our hair. You want to keep it. You don't want to you don't want to blow your feathers too early. Uh, it, look, it feels great getting a fresh haircut back when you could do that. Uh, oh, when you get it all styled, you look nice. It's on your head. You want it to look right. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and we notice signs of hair loss, you panic. Right. We all have been there. But let's face it. Nobody's ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's keeps the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? That's young. You still got your whole life ahead of you. But the best way to prevent hair loss, do something about it while you still have hair. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online, get your medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy. They deliver it every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines, awkward doctor visits. You don't have to do any of that. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before. Not for this price, though. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so you've got to act fast. Now, here's what you need to do. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps dot com slash send news all one word to receive your first month of treatment for free that's k-e-e-p-s dot com slash send news first month of treatment for free you can't beat that look hair is important we all had that friend like in high school who was already kind of blowing it or college and you're like that dude's not gonna have hair left like in five years don't be that guy use keeps gotta gotta act now though why you still got hair left thank you keeps all right Let's 
talk about questions from our wonderful audience. I love these. These have been um, that's part like of the show. fun part of the show. Yep. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, so let's see what I got here. Uh, Aurelio been following Inside Gaming since the Machinima days, and it's been part of my life for daily slash weekly gaming news since I was a teenager. God bless you. Did any of you watch Inside Gaming back in the day? And if so, did it inspire you to become a gaming journalist slash content creator yourself? Good question. Go ahead, Zach. I, I mean, I didn't start watching until I applied to work here. So that's where I came in, which always seems greatly unfair uh, in the games right. industry. This happens. <laughs> right. I heard, I think I told the story on the podcast before, but uh, when I used to write for Bitmob and listen to that podcast, I think Dan Shu shared a story where somebody worked at EGM who had like never played a Zelda game. And like yeah. the condition for them hiring them was that they had to play Ocarina of Time, which was really big at the time. And they <laughs> yeah, still sure. never did. And then I don't know how things shook out. But I always think about that story. I'm like, God, dang it. That's so annoying and frustrating. So I know <laughs> people hearing me say that, like I didn't watch the channel until I started working here. Uh, it's probably really frustrating. I'm sorry. I'm awful and terrible. I know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch IG. I watched the No, which was um, my job before Inside Gaming, uh, which is when I got hired. Um, yeah, I watched it. I, I've always sort of been into like gaming news and watching, you know, various various outlets, uh, and as well as like you know the the various news websites. So yeah, that's my uh, my. I came I came through it uh, through gaming, kind of just through tra very traditional, like news journalism. And, and I was business <laughs> reporting. And then I basically like Austin has a huge video game scene and, and a development scene. So I just started, I just started forcing more gaming stories into the, <laughs> into the paper, but uh, it was obviously you had to write, that was a much different audience. All the stuff had to be a lot broader, you know, geez, these kids sure are playing a lot of League of legends, you know, it's kind of <laughs> stuff like that. Whereas what I love about working for like a dedicated channel like this is you can get pretty darn granular and, and people will like it. And, and uh, the audience is very knowledgeable. So I like that. Zach, did you watch a lot before you started working in Machinima or? Uh, I have a really weird history with Inside Gaming. Like I I had never heard of Inside Gaming when I until I was <laughs> working at Machinima. I started in uh, 2016. And that was a really interesting time for Inside Gaming because Inside Gaming, as it was uh, in before before I started there, was you know the the folks from Funhouse, um, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you know they left to do Funhouse, and then their uh, Machinima put in kind of like a, a new team of people, um, and they worked their ass off, and they were super talented. It, it wasn't really their fault. It's just they never. It was like it's like when Top Gear made like American Top Gear, and it's just like, well, it's the same show, same format, but it just yeah. doesn't like really work without that original cast. Right. Um, but my my job when I started at Machinima, one of my one of the big aspects of my job when I first started there was like doing social media for like trying to get inside game this new iteration of inside gaming off the ground and like supporting it and like doing clip outs and stuff like that. And so that was my introduction to inside gaming. I had no and I actually think that, that was really helpful because I just came into it with fresh eyes, I was like, I wasn't like, Oh, how are we going to make this different from the classic, you know, days of, of inside gaming. I was just like, okay, cool. Here's this property that machinima owns. And it wasn't yeah. until like, I really started to get, um, familiar with the brand, uh, well into working there to be like, Oh, okay. Like this has a lot of legacy behind it. And this right. is right. a, a you beloved kind of, you'll show. Learn, yeah. You'll learn when you, when yeah. you start. Yeah. And, as, and, we're, and still, as, we're still learning how much people like the older versions of side gaming. There's well, and Hey, look, at, like, when time. we, when we, you know, when we started, when we relaunched inside gaming with rooster teeth back in, uh, February of last year, you know, we, that was like the main wall that we had in place as people started, dropping off and it was mostly just our our new cast as it was like okay like we know we're not the same cast but like we've been trying to make it a slow gradual transition so that like this it it feels deliberate um and and like i think it was i forget who said it somebody said it best on one of the first videos we published where it was like through a weird and impossible series of of corporate transactions inside gaming is yeah. back in <laughs> yeah. the hands of the yes. original owners yeah so 
it's uh, inside gaming has been a, a very had a very interesting life um and some someday we could go into the, the social media aspect of it alone is batshit so I'll... <laughs> it's yeah and i understand when people are like uh i liked the old crew or so but i i do appreciate when people are like i've been watching forever back in the you know back in the old days but i you know i love this new group and and that always makes me feel good because i i do like the stuff that we're doing um but it is it's i think it's very natural to be mistrustful or be turned off by new faces if you're just used to you know whatever it must be particularly interesting for you brian because you wrote episodes of the note like you used to write the note right and then to yeah oh to, yeah for people to be like i like the note, but and be like i'm still here that's <laughs> still me that, that always yeah uh <laughs> when when everyone's like the no was so much better it's like well yeah it's pretty much the same i mean i was writing i mean so was eddie Rivas. It, there were two of us writing mm. uh back in the day but yeah i mean it's it's uh the the, the format <coughs> was kind of different mm. with the no it, it was more similar to the roundup in that we a lot of the videos were just kind of news digests, so you'd spend like a little bit of time on each on each one but but yeah i mean but the most of the dailies in the know were you know you'd focus on one story and just you know talk about it and you're kind of swapping off dialogue i mean it's it's i don't know <laughs> um moogle boots asks what's the worst game purchase you have ever made I once bought two copies of Lord of the Rings online for me and my wife, which was $59.99 each. As soon as we got home and installed the game, we were both super disappointed in our purchase. Worst gaming mistake ever. I hate that feeling so much. Um, I I, I was thinking of the the one that immediately came to mind was uh, Mag, and I think it was Massive Action Game or something like that. I liked Mag. Mag. Uh, it, it was it was okay, but then it, it just like died. Like yeah, it, it just like there was just yeah, the game itself was okay, but there was just no player base. And and then they just sort of shut it all down. So yeah, that sucked. I'm mm. trying to think of a game. I think it was a Bethesda game. It was a team shooter some kind. It's about like prisoners trying to escape a jail in like a weird future. Everything was white. Brink. I think it was okay. Brink by Bethesda. Oh was it? wow. But yeah, that throwback. was a game that I got real excited about. Oh, great. I, I looked for Brink in only the, the roller skating movie or skating, skateboarding movie. Skate, the, yeah, skating. The blading. The blading. No, uh, blading. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but yeah, Brink was one of the games that I got really excited about. Like I would watch all the dev videos and like, yeah, you're going to be able to like put yeah, tattoos yeah. on these guys. And they look all kind of wild. And, and I was oh, super yeah, excited about it. And then I like I got like a couple friends to buy it so we could actually like play together and they were just like this game sucks and I was like yeah it sucks I'm sorry everybody I wasted your sixty dollars especially when you bought it bought it yeah, yeah. you just feel like mm-hmm. nobody wants to feel like a sucker yeah No Man's Sky kind of felt like that too at, at first for me it was like this is kind of boring like there's not there's not a lot to do here and and I know they've added to it but it it did feel crappy at the beginning Zach did you buy ever buy a game that you regretted. Yeah, I, I've bought plenty. Uh, I, seriously, like I can't even think of like I, so many over the years where I'm like, oh, fuck it. And then I think probably one that comes to mind recently, just one example was um, Escape from Tarkov. Oh, uh, yeah, because I because I, I just had like a mental lapse and was like, oh, I can just return it if I don't like it. And then remembered it's not through Steam. It's through their yeah. own things. So. And it's not oh, even out I like that like game. I just it's I, yeah, I just know. I don't have one to play it with and it's freaks me out playing it alone. So oh, dude. I feel like I kind of wasted 40 bucks on that. I did a couple of runs in it and yeah, it was like exhilarating to an extent. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that have its own scene though? Like, isn't it like pop or, or am I thinking of something? Mm-hmm. Else? Yeah, it, it totally does. It's I I'm, I'm not giving up hope on it uh, yeah. yet, but I, it's, it's got some Arma three vibes going on for sure. Uh, it's definitely like, got Arma three yeah, vibes. The spinoff yeah. communities that came out of Arma three. I think the thing with Brink and like games that I buy and I regret, it, it was a turning point for me when I realized I was like different from my friends. Like I actually don't care that much if games are bad. I kind of just want to play them and see why they're bad if they are. That's like, interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. More of like a, I want to pop the hood and see what's underneath. Kind or of yeah, thing. at least like I, I'm not as bummed if I play like a game that it wasn't good. Like I'll feel bad about my $60 or whatever, but like that's cool. The $60 yeah. was set aside specifically to have that experience, whatever the experience was. And for me, it's like a learning experience and I can like have a take, you know, like for me, like and, going to see a bad movie. Or sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't probably never walk out of a movie unless it was like really, really awful, I guess. But it's like now I have a take and like I have a definitive, I can put mm-hmm. time in. And I can write about that or I can make a video about it or whatever. So, yeah, sometimes it, it's a complete bust, I guess. But I remember it hitting worse as a kid 
because mm-hmm. like when you had no money and, yes. and you you either had to save and save and save or or, or use you know or, or get it for Christmas or your birthday. And so then it's like there was a ton of expectation around it. It just felt so crappy because it's like when am I gonna go? And you, in my yeah. mind, it was always like oh, I know I should have gotten this other game instead. And it's yeah. like well, when is that opportunity gonna come up? But yeah, when you're when you have a little more, more disposable income, it sucks. But yeah, you can. Oh, especially on, on PC and, when you get a game and it just doesn't run. Like I think I got like Gunman or something for Christmas. I'm just like some weird first person game and like. I was like, well, this game isn't that great. And also, I can't run it. So I can barely yeah, play that this is a <laughs> Christmas gift that I got. I'm stuck with it for like the next six months or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what to do from here. Yeah. Just yeah, count your um, losses, I guess. I, uh, I'm trying to think. I had something along the line, those lines. So what does Steam let you play for two hours or something? Yeah, it's like, and you it's can like two it? hours or two weeks, whichever comes first. That's pretty cool because I feel like two hours is enough time to know. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's totally fine. Also, completely unrelated, I just want to point out that Walmart sold out of PS5s within uh, what, to, by my by my calculation, looks to be about five seconds. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. I literally, like, no I literally had the time is thing up and refreshed the second that it hit noon. Yeah, and. Uh, with one refresh like three seconds afterwards it was still saying it was not like available to thing and then with the second refresh at five seconds it was said out of stock immediately yeah that's I why mean, you got all quiet on the pod i i was curious i because I, I i'm not even like like i, I mentioned like i'm not even i'm kind of like a like hayden where I'm, i've been like i don't know if i'm really really gonna expend the effort to try to get one but i'm just curious to see right i'm kind of that way too playing out yes oh my yes. god yeah, I've, wild. I've been trying. Like I've been trying kind of hard and not succeeding with PS5. It, it's been rough, and it's a lot of what you're saying, Zach. It's a lot of like you time the page refreshes or opens, they're already gone. They're just. Inside. I love that you were trying while we were on the pot. Yeah, or yeah. the site will go down because like I did the thing with Walmart, where it's where I got it in my cart. But yeah, once I tried to check out, or it's like I forgot to log in at one point. I was like, God damn it! You know, <laughs> it, it, just things like that. Yeah. Um, let's do. We got time for uh, one more. At least, let's see. Uh, Mystic eighty three sixty eight. How hard is it to constantly keep coming up with new material for the dailies? I I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> it, it is the hardest part of the job. It's you know uh, fine because some days are just there's nothing. There's nothing out there. And I remember uh, we used to call it. You'd have to do some news foo and 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 just kind of maybe t- do a trend story or or take uh, some pieces of maybe disparate elements and try to just stitch those together into a daily uh but yeah it it you know it, there's usually well i it just some days just suck that's yeah. all there is to it yeah i mean i i have such a ridiculous amount of respect for you Brian just yeah, for be, being able to like Hey, thank you. Like be, being able to do this on a daily basis and like turn these scripts around where like I've seen I've seen you have days where uh, like a, a big story will drop the morning of and you're like st- able to get like that 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 story covered or like if if uh, on the other side of that coin, if like there's just absolutely just a dry well and being like, OK, well, here's <laughs> a way that we can like like you said, just like turn it into a trends thing or like somehow make it like a larger statement about the industry overall. So like that's always uh, it's always really cool to come in the morning of and be like reading the script while I'm like, you know, making my coffee and stuff and being like, Oh, thanks. Dude. Shit. Yeah. Dude, this new, like this news just dropped like 15 minutes ago. Or something. <laughs> like, it's yeah. uh, um, it, it helps like having, uh, let me, let me just sit back and talk about my experience. <laughs> how awesome. No, but like, uh, I, I, that just, a lot of that comes from just having like a, journalism background or just having mm-hmm. to write for like a small town newspaper. And some days I'd have to write three stories or, or you come home from something that like I come home from some press conference, not come home, but back to the office after some meeting or some press conference, it's like, Dan, you got 30 minutes to, cr- to crank this thing out and you just have to do it. And yeah, it's it, it good old like fashioned it, journalism, baby. You can't, you can't be a perfectionist. You just got to write. It's, that's it's deadline writing. And that's, that's how I feel like with this stuff. Cause it's like, if I don't do my job and get this in, then everything else is affected by that. So yeah, I just, you know, and, and as far as trend stories, I mean, yeah, you just have to, uh, sometimes you just have to do a nice trend story or even, even with the story about people getting robbed, I don't know if it'll do well. Cause uh, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, but it just like, 
that was the most interesting thing I saw today. And, and it's <laughs> yeah. So I was just trying to make something out of it and hopefully it'll work. But I also didn't want to like, yeah, endorse robbing people. Either. Right. So it's like we write everything like so much of our stuff is like lighthearted and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 a little bit tougher when you write about like serious issues like harassment stories or things like that. And so it's like you don't want to you, you don't want to go over or make fun of something that shouldn't be made fun of, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I think also it is kind of like to what you're saying, like you, you could easily pull up like news that's interesting to you. And I think this is the hard part, right? Because that's what I would do. I'd just be like, well, I'm interested in this new obscure like hardware that just dropped. I'm just going to write a story about that. But yeah, you, you can't yeah. do that when you're like the daily show for a like a video game news. Like you have to try to find something that people are going to watch and click on. And I think that's right, that our audience is interested in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's not not to be like... Uh, I don't I don't think that's clickbait, but I think it's finding the stuff that our audience is going to um, uh, identify with and, and enjoy watching. Yeah, I, I like a lot of JRPG is like that's not that's not for most of our audience. That's not what they enjoy. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not writing about that stuff all the time. And, yeah, and I remember when the new Final Fantasy screens dropped and I was like, oh, I wonder if Brian will write about this. But like we just picked a completely different story altogether because hey. there was new new Final Fantasy characters announced for the new Final Fantasy. I was like, oh, that yeah. seems like a pretty newsworthy story. But but you're right. right. Yeah, like maybe that doesn't hit that like daily demographic or whatever. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, so it's just, you, you always have to know what your audience is, so. Um, all right, I think that's going to do it for us at the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.